LAS. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Hey, y'all. Alan here. We're so excited to share this next leg of our journey with you. If you want to keep up with all things Myria, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Myths of Myria. If you enjoy the show, though, consider sharing it with your friends. Or if you have the time, reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to us is a great way to show your support. If you want to show us even more support, though, head on over to lasmediagroup.com and sign up for LAS Plus, which comes with a whole mess of bonus content, ad-free episodes, post-show wrap-ups, and more. Thank you so much again for sharing the precious pieces of your time with us. And without further ado, welcome to Miria. Doctor! Yes, Doctor? Your evil twin stepbrother is going to die in 30 seconds! No, but we just became friends for the first time in our lives and we were going to run away and start that pet shop in Marion. And you just woke up from your coma! Yes, and while in my coma, I learned surgery. And I can save his life, Doctor! That's perfect! I just need that scalpel! But Doctor, that's hidden behind a question box! Just tell me the question, I'll answer it for it. Who? was the third president. Uh... We've all been in this exact situation before. That's why we here at Historically Inaccurate started our podcast for you. So when your evil stepbrother is dying and you need to get to that scalpel behind the question box, you're going to know the history answer to get it. By listening to Historically Inaccurate every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to your podcasts. Join me, Jake Trumper, Alex Schulte, and producer Logan for Season 3 every Monday for history, comedy, wild games, and even crazier punishments. To support this show and other shows like it, consider subscribing to LAS+. Plus. Visit LASPodcastNetwork.com slash plus to get started and support local in a way that's never been possible before. This podcast is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Oh, by the way, the third president was Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson! Thomas Jefferson! My answer is Thomas Jefferson! I'm sorry, Doctor. He's gone. No! Historically Inaccurate, Season 3. <laughs> that was so dumb. L A S. Her. Abaddon. Shadow. You continue on the road for a little while, continuously covered by those trees and that canopy over top of you. As you've been moving, the weather seems to get darker and darker, until finally you are met with rain. Not torrential, but just swift enough to let you know that it's there. Your shoes get muddy, your clothes get wet, but you carry on. Abaddon, you hold your poncho over your head, and the rain slicks completely off. You do realize that over time, the light is getting a little bit brighter by the mile, the canopy thinning over time. Eventually, you start to see an almost silvered glint through the trees. Subtle at first, and then altogether suddenly luminous as the rain just immediately stops directly in front of you. 
the canopy of trees breaks before you and in strength you are hit with a vision rife with splendor. A stone archway, miles and miles away, stretches into the sky. It seems odd, perspectively, until you scan the horizon and discern only that this structure must be thousands of feet tall. The inside of the arch gives off a vibrant glow as it highlights all the light that passes through it. Your eyes strain to see, but as they do, you identify small bridges leading every which way across them. Towers stretch into the clouds uh, around and above this arch, each of them harboring hundreds of buildings built directly into them. You start to notice these tiny moving specks all across the towers and arches, and you now understand them to be humanoid beings. Attached to the top of the grand archway is a large glowing glass fixture, almost like a beaker of sorts. Floating above it is a stone tower made out of a myriad of different discs, each separate from each other. And these, oh gosh, that was a gross inhale. These discs <laughs> seem to rotate independently at varying uh, directions and speeds. Uh, flowing from this tower is pure lightning, but its violent crackling of electricity is silent. You see that from this entire structure, clouds and steam billow out, catching the rays of the sun. And above these, you can see a dome of clear sky met with a multitude of rain clouds off in the distance, all of which are being dissolved upon meeting with the cylinder of clear sky around this arch. At the base of the arch, you see many smaller buildings dot the landscape, and smaller spires of stone fill in the rest of the world beyond. This vertical city, city stands stalwart and unwavering, a titan of engineering and beauty. Akane turns to all of you. Welcome to Equus, home of the Dawn Gate and the ceremonial entrance to Levitica. You, everybody can see this because it's very easy to see. Angela is glowing with excitement. She is very obviously observing this architecture and basking in its glory. I can't believe I'm here. I've never gotten to see this one before. And she just kind of walks forward, holding her hat down and just holding her hands in front of her and marveling at the structures. This place looks like this all the time all the time. It's so incredible. Look, over there. And she points up to the top and she says, that's the storm tower. Is it McStorms? No, it, it, it controls the weather. Look. And she like aims at all of the clouds and she says, those clouds, as they come in, they might want to rain, but they get dissolved and absorbed into the tower so that they can be used to control the weather in other ways. Well, why wouldn't they just call it the anti-storm tower? Um, because it could make storms if it wanted to. And it kind of does. And she points up towards it and shows you the silent electricity just kind of bursting out of that tower at the very top. That's so cool. This place is so big. It's very exciting. And I believe, um, if I'm not incorrect, the military parade is going through today. They have parades for the military? Yes. Why? Well, they want... Uh, the, the Commodus wants to give back to her people. By showing people the, the military. Commodus. Yes. What is a Commodus? The Commodus is, is like the, the figurehead of, of the entire country. Uh, Akane pipes up and she just says, 
The Commodus is basically the person that everyone responds to. She makes all the big decisions about the country itself. I just put on the fakest smile ever. Oh, great. It's a big job. There's a big feast today. Oh. Is everybody invited then? Yes. Oh. Everybody in the city is invited. Interesting. Are there any special people coming besides the Commodus? Mm, I believe a couple legions are, are, are parading through. That sounds cool. Where's the best place to watch? It'd be right down there at the base of the Dawn Gate. And she points at this massive arch and like her finger pointing at the bottom of it is almost like comical because everything's at the bottom of the Dawn Gate because it's so freaking huge. Yeah. I was going to say, so like... I have a picture. Hold on. Yeah. Alex, can you put the picture up, please? Is that the AI generated one? Uh, well, we generated a couple different ones, and then this one came out of it. Ooh. But it's like, it's it's really... Uh, we were like, what does this look like? Yeah. And then Barry and I were like, all right, it's just big, and it's got a bunch of towers and stuff. So uh, that was our that was our strategy. I think I'm visibly Whoa. fairly uncomfortable. Oh, there's it's a, a bug. It's a bug. Oh, That's wow. Cool. That fuck? is... So, yeah, there's that big storm tower on the top, Those these arches everywhere, these buildings built into the sides of the, of the tower, and um, cranes that are lifting up materials into all of these different buildings. It seems as though these cranes, like, kind of travel along these rails that then move around the different sides of the buildings and then lift material up into the different buildings that are in the, the, the towers themselves that form this arch. It is, m- like... So over-engineered, it's bizarre, but it looks absolutely stunning. That's incredible. Um, I do have one question, though. I'm not a big military person, obviously. I mean, look at me. Um, where's the nearest library? Oh, the library will be uh, in the city and off to the left, but I don't think it's open today because they wanted to go to the parade. Who closes a library? They wanted to go to the parade. I guess. This isn't no my first time being here. Uh, this right. is not your first time being here, but it's almost always impressive whenever sure. you see it. Yeah. Um, although you've never walked to it before. You've always teleported into it. Oh, okay. So this is kind of a new new discernation for you because, I mean, seeing it from this far away is a very different sight than just, like, looking down off of the tower and seeing the ground, you know, sure. miles and miles beneath you. Um, yeah, I'd still be kind of struck with a, a little bit of awe, but yeah. then, yes, also uncomfortable at the fact that there's going to maybe be a military parade. Yeah. Um, and just kind of shifting around, looking around. Um, we can play it a little back, too, if you'd like. We can always watch the parade from a little further are away. Are there places to eat? There, there are, but there's a feast that's going on. I know, but are they open? I mean... Please don't say No. No. Oh, oh. Because the feast is going on. I wanted to see the local culture, and well, now they're all closed. We probably could the next day. Yes. If it is possible, uh, military officers aren't often kind to to drow. That's fine. You can stick with me. Okay. I'll, here. She, like, kind of shifts around and pulls her backpack and puts it on the ground in front of her, and she pulls out some like different clothing. She's like, here are some of my ceremonial things. And she pulls out this long kind of like red sash that she grabs and it has this golden brooch and she hands the the golden sash to you. And she says, if you wear this, no one will question you. Do you have more clothes? 
Okay. And I'll put um, it I do have more clothes, but I don't have a lot more clothes. No, I'm just wondering. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I have to take a lot of different clothes different places. How much stuff is in your backpack? Like, how much does it oh, weigh? A lot. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Do you want to try picking it up? Yes. Okay. You I, come over, roll me an athletics strength. check. I have 10 Roll me an athletics check. <laughs> okay. Do I, I'm assuming I don't have proficiency in athletics, but let's check. Oh, yeah, plus zero. 19. 19? Hey. You go, <laughs> why is that the thing and I it, roll high And you, you, like, you pull it, but the 19 is, is not to lift it. You just, <laughs> f- like, flop it over on the ground, and just by flopping it over, you're like, holy shit, I could not pick this thing back up again. I, like, try and, like, push it back up, and I'm just like, <laughs> And you don't pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the noise I made. That was Alan. Yeah, well, it's in the podcast now, so you can't <laughs> take it back. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I think I have on the like red skirt yeah. and the like beige colored shirt that I had on earlier. Yeah. So it's a little Levitican. It's made out of a Levitican officer's cloak. Yeah. So. You're you're given this red sash and um it connects into like this red hood that can go over top of your head if you would so choose, but she offers it to you with this this large Levitican brooch that you can put on if you would like to to um to to reduce the amount of questions that you get, Abaddon. Can I sneaky uh pass a glance to Shadow and kind of roll my eyes but then do it? So that no one else roll sees me it. stealth. We gotta stop trying to be covert about this stuff. Eleven. Eleven. You sure try. Uh, Shadow, you see a sneaky rolling of the eyes from Abaddon. Oh, okay. I'll uh, I'll nod, um, and then just look back at her and just say, "You'll get there one day." Uh, I know the exercise regimens that we do aren't necessarily up to snuff, but you'll be able to push over a backpack like this <laughs> I feel someday. like I'm being made fun of. Not at all. Are you sure? Why are you trying to lift that? <laughs> what do you mean? I just um, thought it was cool. Oh. And like, as you listen in, you hear these like, these horns going off. <laughs> And you like go and, and you like see this happening, and like steam starts to billow out uh, along the sides of the of the archway. And she just goes, "Oh no, we we got to get there now. Uh, it's starting." And she starts to like jog away. Akane does, um, and uh, uh, Angela and Haleth continue on with her. I'll run after her as well. Okay. I look over at you and I say, okay, dad, let's go. I'll uh, swoop her up and put her on my shoulders All and right. just start booking it. Oh, yeah, Sounds I'm good. a kid at a parade. You <laughs> travel towards Equus. Okay. I can't believe this is happening. Holy shit. The Groove Life Podcast is back! That's right, it's the Groove Life Podcast, everybody. What is groove, you may ask? It can be summed up so easily. Like, I mean, some people brew beer, some fish, people like play music, a good sticky they rice, like to go uh, fishing, they like to dance, fish they, sauce, like to sauce, they like to peanut butter sauce, dreams, spaghetti writing, sauce, hot speaking, sauce, barbecue sauce. Dry, did I, already say, I think I already said that one. Oh. You're a griller. <laughs> Everyone's a fucking griller. Spearing. Spearing? What the hell is spirit? There's nothing better than just sitting outside on my swing in front of my house with my beautiful wife, having a nice glass of red vino, 
and watching the sun go down. Now that's greed. I kind of said that with an Italian accent because, I don't know, try and say vino with no accent. It's not possible. The Groove Life Podcast is produced and distributed by the LAS Media Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, visit groovelifepod.com. You can also get bonus content, extended interviews, and ad-free versions of the show, as well as benefits throughout the community and across the network by subscribing to LAS Plus. For more information, visit lasmedianetwork.com slash plus. The Groove Life comes out every other Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts. Her, Abaddon, Shadow. As you enter the city of Equus, you see many people moving around very quickly, and many others standing stagnant. You see what you can only discern as townsfolk meandering in the streets and Levitican governmental workers trying to ready the city for something. You see them attaching small wooden planters to the sides of buildings full of blooming carnations, the national flower of Levitica. They start handing out other flowers for other people. As you are passing by, one of them comes by and just hands carnations to each of you. And uh, as you receive them, they just walk away. As you look around, you see the buildings all around you angle towards the Dawn Gate. But what is most interesting is that you see almost foot-long mechanical insectoid creatures crawling along them. Now, as you look around for them, you see hundreds and hundreds of these insectoids uh, climbing through the city. There are ones that are climbing on the buildings next to you, but there are also those that are climbing up the Dawn Gate itself and, and its familial arches. Each of them has a mostly metal body, but distinctively they have large glass thoraxes that seem to be magazines for these small glowing blue discs. As they crawl across the building's spires and arches, they all stop periodically, crouch down, and deposit one of the blue glowing discs, adhering it to a surface on one of the buildings. And then, looking now, you see all of these discs everywhere. Uh, and they keep on... Uh, they keep on putting these everywhere. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to like catch up on my notes at the same time. Uh, but as we move into this portion, I'm just gonna say that because my notes have gotten a little bit wonky, I just wanna pop into the military parade. So where do you all go for the military parade? Uh, there are a couple buildings off to the sides. You see people have started to like line up chairs. There are governmental workers that are pushing people out of the center road, right? Um, but there are some different like kind of terraced buildings that you might be able to go up on top of, um, or you could just sit directly next to the road and watch from there. Can we go up front? I would rather not go up front. Yeah, I am in board of, um, in favor of the terraced buildings. Uh, Akane looks to you and she says, if you'd like, I can go on the terrace with you and then her can sit at the front. Because I'm assuming you all have introduced each other's names at this point. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. they know it. I said yeah. it right off the bat. Yeah. Sure. I mean, sh I mean, Dad, you can go up there if you want. You don't have to be up front. Um, I can go down with you. That is should... fine. Haleth uh, goes with both Abaddon and with Akane, and uh, very clearly, um, to the surprise of no one, Angela stays at the front. Uh, 
You all sit there for a moment and you hear that same once again as the horn blares one more time. And as it starts to do so, you hear the boots of marching legions start to approach. At this point, the disc bugs have all stopped moving and are now just perched on the sides of buildings. You notice people start to slow down as they hear that second horn and they look around and um, as they do, all these little blue discs that have been placed around everywhere start to pulsate blue. And they pulsate blue in coordination. Waves and beats come off of them. And you watch across the city as these flowing blue lights start to light up across all of the buildings. Their pace starts to quicken and eventually, you hear a voice come from each individual blue disc. Treasured citizens of Levitica, we, the might and defenders of our great nation, are delighted to be able to join you here today in your beautiful city of Equus, home of the Dawn Gate. Not only is your city the entrance to our country, it is a testament to the past, the history of our nation. It stands proud and tall in honor of all those who have given to make our nation what it is today. On this glorious day, Commodus Solara, the leader of Levitica proper, desired to give back to you and your glorious city to thank you for all you have done. Our nation is made of wondrous construction and magic, but it would be nothing without the people that drive forward the glory of its legacy. You, all of you, make Levitica what it is today, and she wants to be very clear that you are what she is most thankful for. With that, I can hear the lions getting restless in their cage. Let the parade begin! First up is the Firemane Legion. Veterans of the Dawn Guard and precursors to Levitica itself, this legion has been the protector of Levitican's ideals and people since before the country had a name. The front lines of the Firemane Legion as they begin marching forward down this main thoroughfare, all of these, these governmental workers have pushed everyone to the side and just kind of like dusted out the central city, uh, the central street of the city. Um, but the front lines of the Firemane Legion are an impenetrable wall of muscle and steel with gleaming armor burnished by telltale signs of tested metal. Thick armor-plated peacekeepers and bare-chested giants fly large banners depicting a lion's head with a fiery mane around it. The, the number 188 in Arcanic and the words A New Dawn are embroidered beneath their crest, all of them carrying six-inch-thick, ten-foot-tall kite shields as their only armament, unfettered by the thousands of pounds each of them must weigh. Oof. The crowd oohs and ahs, waving at different members of the Legion, and a giant just holds up one big hand like five feet in diameter and waves back over the heads of everyone else. Can I absolutely go ooh and ah? You, and then... you, as they go ooh, ah, you immediately go, am I supposed to do that? Ooh, ah, and you just respond. Uh-huh. I like wave up at the giant. Yeah, he notices you and he just waves his hand down and it... It's kind of unnerving because, like, the amount of distance that he waves down is yeah. large. Uh-huh. So it, like, looks like it's about to hit you at one point, but he just waves down in this very, Wait. very unclear, I don't know how to wave effectively kind of motion. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> the inner ranks of this legion are the Firemane's artillery, 
the Meteor Men, boasting plate armor, and uh, and they are lithe peacekeepers and humanoids with digitigrade legs carrying a wide variety of handheld shoulder-mounted and wheel-mounted magical guns. Some each, uh, some each have pistols akin to vintners with beads of fiery ammunition that uh, hover around their holsters, while others wear large metal backpacks and some sort of like crystalline musket. Um, the largest devices walk on their own in the front of their creators, large cannons that are mounted on articulated legs. Mm-hmm. Members of the crowd are throwing their carnations at the at the parade, and it's like very much so that they're like, oh yeah, this is this is what we were given these for, and they just start throwing all of these carnations at the different people in the parade. Bringing up the rear are the cavalry, composed of humans, elves, and what could at first be mistaken for plate-armored knights, but is actually very neatly constructed peacekeepers. Many of the humans and elves march with their blades held aloft, uh, spell books hung at their sides, and ornate shields and long swords, blah, 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 blah. This is like so much just like them showing off all of the nice stuff mm-hmm. that they have. Uh, each depicting different schools of magic and different like blade styles and things like that. Um, more flowers are thrown and the crowd cheers. Uh, a, a boy runs up from the side into the formation just saying, uh, Captain, Captain, would you sign? And he holds this up to a, a, a thin spellbook to one of the people in, in the parade. The captain steps off to the side and points down the road and he says with a smile, come see me there. And he kind of ruffles the boy's hair. Uh, and you can see like he has like spell scars on his hands and a Dawn Guard tattoo over his right eye, which is a sun. Um, the boy steps back into the sidewalk and runs towards the, the dawn gate. But as he does so, the the uh, <laughs> the captain looks over at you, Shadow, and he just says, LV command, parade march. <laughs> and you immediately, poof, legs stand oh. straight, and you walk towards the captain's Wait, side. I'm on his shoulders. That's what happens. He says, get I, down from there. Get I, down. I just get off. Get off now. Wait, what's happening? Get off now. Okay. And I crawl down. He he looks over towards you, her, and he just says, I'm so sorry about this. He says it very embarrassedly, and he he, uh, he looks back towards you, Shadow, and he just says, what the hells did you get into? No polish, desperate need of repairs, a sight for sore eyes to be sure. Stand by my side. Don't draw any more attention to yourself. And you both join the rear of the formation of this legion. I'm following them the whole time for the crowd. <laughs> okay, sounds good. I'm watching from the terrace like, oh. Uh, Akane looks towards you and she just says, I'm very confused. <laughs> I thought that was the, the small one's father. It is. But their father is also a warforged? And they take orders like a Levitican military unit? Fathers, huh? <laughs> well, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you are joining the back of this parade, and as you are there, there's like another like spell sword directly next to you, and he just kind of looks over and he says, "You look like shit." <laughs> and then he just continues walking forward. <laughs> Feel like shit, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> the last verbal abuse. <laughs> the last of the Firemane Legion march past as the rumbling of airships echoes from above. The announcer comes back and he says. That's only half the show, citizens. Look up to our navy flying us to the future. Our airships soar as high as our aspirations. The innovations of our artificers know no bounds. 
we present to you the Firemains Naval Attaché, the pride of the sky, the Sunsail. And then heavily armored, uh, a heavily armored wooden frigate sails above you through the sky. Around its midsection is a large ring of radiant fire supported by pylons off of the stern. You see all of these crew members uh, looking down and waving towards the crowd, and they extend their arms outward with a Levitican salute towards everybody down there. And then the ship's, uh, the ship's engines ignite, and elemental propulsion burns from the ring around the ship as it sails towards the Dawn Gate. Uh-oh, folks, watch out! There are sharks in the water! And then there is a huge... Huge moment of silence as all the crowd just goes, what? There's no water anywhere nearby. <laughs> and then a second airship above you is the largest of the three that you will see, a 500-foot-long upside-down galleon with hundreds of ports on its bottom side. Its only distinguishing feature other than its sheer sides is the nose art of a shark painted on the bow. A port, uh, a port opens up and drops a large armored construct into freefall as this thing flies ahead. And you hear a very loud hammerhead on station. It activates some kind of thrusters taking flight, trailing red smoke and golden glitter as this this construct starts to fly around, making huge circles in the sky. Children along the side of the road scream in anticipation as the whistles of ten magic missiles explode from the construct and careen down towards the ground, detonating above the street in a cascade of candied sweets. It flies in an arc through the smoked circle and straight through once more with a sonic Boom, completing a finished version of the Levitican L written in smoke and glitter in the sky. The Wave City has commanded the seas for ages. Their influence extends far past the island's borders. Our navy was forged from their doctrine, which to this day inspires our legions to go above and beyond. Bearing the namesake of our country's founder, the flagship of Yoria, the Red Wolf. Sailing third in formation is an all-white uh, trireme chiseled from pure marble. Three levels of ports litter its sides, each with a small landing atop which stands a masked warrior. Their faces are covered by masks, and they all seem to just stand there and stamp their spears. The red silk sails are adorned with a white crest showing two mountains side by side. The red wolf sails slowly towards the dawn gate. The crowd cheers. And then it diminishes as the parade draws to a close. The announcer says once again, Thank you for your patience and grace, citizens of Equus. You are what makes our nation great. And now, a message from Commodus Solara. As these words are being said, all of the disc bugs that have been sitting quietly on the buildings release their wings from the back and start to flutter them, taking off into the air all of them fluttering high into the sky, uniting in a matrix of metal and magic. The disc bugs ignite with an array of yellow, uh, illusory magic. The light coalesces into a human-looking woman with long auburn hair, held aloft by a simple golden circlet. Her immaculate white robes flow down her body, red sash accentuating her golden irises. She's incredibly beautiful, so much so that it seems almost otherworldly. Shadow, Abaddon, you can make me um, perception checks. Or history checks, your choice. 
perception. Ah, I got a nat one. Oh no, that's bad. You said perception or history? Your choice. Seven. God, seven. Five. Five? Or wait, six. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's odd. Seems familiar. But not too familiar? Can I re- have him re-roll if he's... I'm, like, following him. Is it possible to let him do that? Um... I don't think that her really understands. Like, this isn't, like, something that her is, like, watching him do. This is, like, an inside-his-own-mind thing. Okay. So, um... You hear come from her. People of Equus, it is my honor to be able to address you today. I stand here in Feridil, the capital of our great nation, my words and form being sent to you by the marvels that our country has made, and that our people have artificed, and that our hearts have manifested. Like the light my current form is made of, the people of Levitica are the light of this country. You bring me hope for a new day, a new peace, a new dawn. And she motions towards the dawn gate and pauses for applause as the crowd all claps in unison as she does so. I will be forthright. The times as of late have been full of tumult and I have been at fault. I refuse to deny deny my part in pieces of our nation's failings. Recently, Our constructs, the peacekeepers, and their like were all taken over by a force beyond comprehension. I was not prepared for this, and for that, I am sorry. I will never be able to reclaim that which was lost, or the lives that were taken. But what I can do is offer you an honest, humble apology, and a promise for a brighter tomorrow. Since the assaults on our homes by the malicious forces that took our art and creation from us, I have been hard at work reorganizing Leviticus' military and transportation systems to serve its people, not its glory. As you hear this come from Solara, um, I believe only Abaddon is nearby. Abaddon, roll me an insight check. This die has done me dirty all day. See, you get roll a new one, yeah, for sure. Huh, Ooh, that's that's pretty dirty so too. Poor today. Is it insight? Yeah. Eight. Eight. Oh. I, I would say that this is pretty clear. Um, Haleth, as soon as she says um, attacks on our people from the peacekeepers and the like that were taken over, Haleth becomes incredibly uncomfortable. Hmm. For too long have I been blinded by leaving a mark on the world with creations. Now I am driven to give back to the people. In this, our time of rebuilding, whether it be trust or infrastructure, we will succeed together, and I will make sure that you are all safe for untold years to come. As she says that the crowd once again echoes in applause, and she cuts them off with a, It is with this in mind that I will be adding new transportation hubs to every city in the nation, and more key masters to operate teleportation circles for the common people not just those in government who have had the privilege in the past. New lightning rail stations will be installed in every city, offering a more scenic mode of transportation and ways for more large amounts of goods to be shipped between cities in a safe manner. Walls will be erected around every city with a new legion of guards specifically curated for their defense, ensuring that no invaders of any kind will ever be able to breach your homes again. 
And lastly, every single construct in the nation has been refitted at great cost to the nation itself with control inhibitors. No construct will be able to be controlled by an outside force ever again, and they will work as they were originally envisioned, as a tool to serve the people of this nation. In this, the 188th year of the Fifth Age, there are threats to our civilization that we still do not understand, entities of mystical origin untamed by the rules of magic that we are all bound to, forces that wish to control our creations, and many more things. But Levitica will protect its people. And of you, of that, you have my word. You are all the true dawn of our new day and you deserve this celebration of your light. Enjoy the feast, and long live Levitica. The people cheer. Angela is obviously in love with the spectacle, but Abaddon, as you were there, Akane seems supremely disillusioned, very much like not into any of this. She turns to you and she says, good words, but there are people out there that need more help than just military power. I'm sad to have not seen that addressed. Are you shocked? No. I think that I would rather be shocked to see good things happening. That would make me happier. Um, with that speech wrapping up, I don't know what the military is doing around me, mm -hmm. but my fists would be like creaking and straining mm -hmm. as I'm trying to like hold myself yeah. from not trying to move yep. out of formation. I don't know if it's an enchantment that I'm working against yeah. or what's going on. I think just like, over time you, you have kind of regained yourself and you realize that now you have control again. Um, it's just like for a little while there you were under control, but you've over time regained it and mm -hmm. they've all kind of started to disperse and move, uh, move outside of their ranks as they get to the end of the parade line. Okay. Yeah, at that, I'd uh, just find her again through the crowd. Mm -hmm. And as I'm, like, jogging to find her, I'm just, like, replaying that speech through my head and yeah. just, like, at what cost? Who benefits from this? And, uh, yeah, I'd catch up with her. Mm -hmm. Just, I don't know what happened. It seems as though there are still some magics. Where's your coin? It's, it's in my pocket. Probably not the best thing to bring up in front of a public display force. That's fair. We need to get out of here. We do need to get out of here. I thought it would be really cool to be up front and know that they would recognize you. I'm sorry. As the crowd cheers, Solara's form waves at it, and all of the disc bugs disperse, flying down towards the center of the city. They all form a line down the center street of Equus, directly under the Dawn Gate, and start interlocking their legs together. You hear thousands and thousands of clinks and clanks as these bugs seem to interlock the puzzle pieces uh, of their legs together in the center of the street, eventually locking them together to form one massive long table, chairs and all. From your position, you also see two titanous constructs start walking into the city from the southern side, roughly 20 feet tall. They both plop down, seated in an almost childlike fashion at the end of the table to the south side, and their backs open up with ramps leading down to the ground. Inside of them, you can see entire kitchens built into their torsos and a group of five chefs each that are inside the constructs. Huh. Many of the governmental workers have started uh, setting this massive table, 
And at this point, many of the citizens have started to find seats there as well. Um, before turning away from where I was at during the parade, um, I had a carnation as well, correct? Yeah. Um, replaying that specific part in the speech where she addressed those born by magical means mm -hmm. as a threat and an enemy, Avalon's just thinking on that, and I will rot the carnation in mm -hmm. my hand, and then just kind of toss it down where the rest were, but it's clearly just this rotten flower. Mm -hmm. uh, Akane turns to you, and she just says, perhaps if more people knew about whatever those entities were, if they had someone to look up to, maybe it'd be easier to convince people that they weren't threats. Maybe. That's a optimistic thought. You sure you don't want to talk to me? If you buy me a drink, I will have a conversation with That you. is a price I am willing to pay. Well, all right. You all find each other again. You regroup. Um, Haleth and um, uh, uh, Angela are both kind of meandering through the city, going to find different sets of, uh, uh, of places to do activities. You see that there are people sitting down at the table, but then there are also like like guards and knights that are gathering up like groups of people and teleporting them. And it seems as though they're teleporting them onto the ships that just paraded by to give tours of the ships. There are also huh. these setups to like out, out arch an archer, see if you can lift a warforged, things like that. <laughs> all of these little things. And then directly next to all of these things are a military sign-up booth. <sighs> yep. Yeah. And you all get back together. Um, at this point, it's just Akane, Shadow, her, and Abaddon. And she looks at all of you and she just says, we don't have to stay here if you don't want to. We can do whatever. But I'd love to spend a little bit more time with you if that's okay. This doesn't even feel real. It feels too good to be true. Maybe a little too good. Propaganda often is. Yeah. I guess I hadn't thought about it too much. If you all want to eat, I don't see why not. I'm gonna be it's real. It's a free meal. I don't trust that at all. Can I insight check the food? <laughs> yeah, Detect you can. poison. Is it lying to me? Is the food lying? I'm vegetarian. <laughs> you liar! <laughs> Actually, I'm gluten-free. I'm gluten-free. Liar. Now I get a good dice roll. Nice. See? Insight, insight on the food insight is a good dice roll. Or the like, food chefs is maybe? 18. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is legitimately um, good, good food. Um, it is not necessarily like, it, from your natural in, intuition, right? You're able to discern that nothing is like, there's no poison in this food. There's no extra ingredients. It, it sincerely is just made food. However, the thing to note about this is that specifically people in Levitica, they don't really eat real food because all the food is like magically manufactured. This is, like, legitimately real food. Like, they have imported grown, like, like vegetables. It seems as though they've imported cuts from different animals uh, from across, like, many different countries. And these are, like, legitimately things that they 
have prepared in a very show-like, I've gone to great expense to get things from other countries kind of meal. Mm -hmm. You know, her, it's been a while since we've had... Like good food? A good meal. You wanna? We've earned it. We deserve it. We're what makes Leviticus great. And she, like, elbows you. Akane kind of, like, notices this and she just says, how about we eat? And then we go get a drink somewhere else. Absolutely. I thought they were closed. No, the the eateries are closed. But the drinkeries are well, open. Well, pubs think, are never closed. Think about this. <laughs> Once everybody's kind of centralized in the center of the city, yeah. a pub would be silly not to open after everybody's gathered. You know, I've never actually had alcohol before. Well, there's a first time for everything. I slap her on the back as hard as I can, and I'm like, hell yeah, we're going to get a let drink. Let me check my constitution real quick. It's low. It's an 11. <laughs> you all One sit down. Jump. You all sit down for the sake of brevity. You get food. You eat the food. It's great. It's really, really good. Um, however, you, you, you go throughout the day without really being noticed, without really having too much of a... Uh, a problematic interaction, and you are allowed, you, you can leave afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. There are a lot of different activities. I'm assuming no one really wants to go do any of the activities. Shadow, can you lift a Warforge? I All he has to do, do is stand a push up. up. <laughs> You've lifted the Warforge. Are there like <laughs> magic contests? Uh, there's all different types of contests. Because yeah. if there's one where it's like, sling your best spell. Oh, yeah. I got shit people you, have never seen before. If you name stuff like that, you definitely could find it. Um, your shadows words keep ringing in your brain of like, should we really be giving people that information? You know, kind of kind of thing. That's fair. I could, but you certainly I, could. I could sling some nondescript spells that people from a magic academy would probably know. Mm-hmm. For example, as much as I want nope, you never to win things I do like and have memories fond memories I would much rather them be not in captivity yeah her you ever heard of a demon's blood shot (laughs) what (laughs) let's go to a bar you all head off Akane just says oh I know just the place and she leads you off into the city 